What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode number six of the Dubs podcast. Today, we're coming at you with a straight-up just basketball episode. We're going to be talking about the last dance, the entire series, all 10 episodes. Uh, so it, it's going to be it's going to be a very uh, fun episode filled with debate and some, uh, yeah, some good points. Today, we have a guest with us. Oh, what's up, guys? <laughs> yeah, Daniel Lee. Let's get ready. Daniel Lee. Um, so, yeah. He's a friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Yeah, yeah. Pod, fan, man. Uh, yeah, thank you for being on here. Thank you uh, for giving us your opinions, your hot takes. Anyways, so before we uh, talk, well, before we talk about, like, our opinions and stuff, let's give, like, an overview because not everyone has watched all 10 episodes. Not everyone has watched episodes just in general so if mm-hmm. you guys could all give me could all give everyone else uh an overview what's going on and etc yeah yeah so the last dance um if i'm not mistaken it was is they started filming like it, it was concluded in like 2016 2017 uh mm-hmm. it was just michael jordan they just had to wait for michael jordan to like give the okay to yeah. um to air it but yeah and guess so, what like, he he gave the okay when when LeBron won his chip coming yeah. back down 3-1. Because <laughs> um, he, he knew his legacy was getting was getting a little fragile, you know? <laughs> yeah, so basically the 10 episodes are just covering his career. Because I know um, they talked about heading in, I forgot which season. I think it was like the 1997-98 season. Uh, they granted a yeah. full like media access. video access, which is I think is really cool. Yeah. You don't see that a lot these days. Uh, but yeah, it's just showing like his career uh starting from the timeline's a little different they go bait each episode's based off a certain topic like a certain person or like moment in jordan's life it's not like chronological in order but they go they his college life uh uh, you know playing with the bulls uh you know taking his hiatus dream team and, and it just covers all like the good and bad of his career all right Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, so, with all that being said, what was your guys' favorite episode out of all ten of them? You start with whoever <clears throat> wants to go first. It's fine. <laughs> I don't. All right. Um, I'll, I'll go first. I think I'll, I think my favorite episode is the last episode mainly because it just shows like how relentless he was in towards winning. Like that last. It, it, uh, Bob Costas put it best. That last sequence in the 1998 NBA Finals is probably one of the greatest sequences you'll ever see. He just knew everything that was going to happen. Like he had, he had that mindset, like that engraved into him, that winning mentality that he knew he was going to win no matter what. And honestly, if he if he didn't come back and win that Game Six in Utah, they the Bulls look gassed. They look tired in Game Six. Like and Pippen Pippen was bad. He was a decoy the whole game. So he he was hurt. His his back was done. If they if they couldn't come back and win that game six, game seven was gonna be was gonna be hard, especially because that was gonna be Jordan's first game seven, and it was gonna be on the road in Utah. So what Jordan did, I don't know. Overall, just legendary legendary performances he would display. I feel like his game got best when the stakes were at its highest, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought for me. Like that's a that's a great choice, but I thought it was I thought the Dennis Rodman episode was so funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a forty eight hour vacation. 
<laughs> yeah, like get back and like what hit like twenty boards something like that. So yeah, I like the Dennis Rodman yeah. one because um, it I think it showed just how good of a coach Phil Jackson was. I think because like, it takes yeah. takes a different level of coaching to be able to accept someone as like eccentric as that. But I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that I think personally that was my favorite episode just because it showed like like no matter how perfect the Bulls seemed, there was like dysfunction and. Like it was, it was nice to see yeah. how Phil Jackson like handled it so beautifully. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I also my favorite was the Dennis Rodman one. I mean, because <laughs> no, yeah, it was it was comedic, but also like it just showed the coaching standpoint of Phil Jackson, but also uh, the teammates that Michael Jordan had. You know, Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen, but you know, this one focused on Dennis Rodman. I mean, I'm looking him up right now. I mean, he played and he was six seven, and you know, mm-hmm. it, this was. 20 25 years ago so maybe players weren't as tall but six seven isn't like a a position a power forward should get a lot of rebounds and over his career he averaged 13 rebounds a game he he's a hall of famer and he only averaged seven points a game it but he talked about um how he would position himself uh based on the player i, I remember uh for like a minute straight he went into the thinking he had uh, to show like how smart of a player he was. Yeah, he may not look like a smart player, but like yeah. the IQ this man has, you know, the the Bulls saw it when they played him uh, in San Antonio in San- and Detroit. And Detroit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen the 30 for 30 on Dennis Rodman, which is also really good. You guys should check that out. But um I mean, it, it was just uh it was really interesting to see how important Michael Jordan's teammates were to the Bulls success. Yeah. Question. All right, I'll do that. Um, So, our next question is: What person throughout this series was the most important to Michael's success, uh, his journey throughout NBA, throughout his career? I honestly think Um, it was a it was a coach, uh, Phil Jackson, because uh, they talked about when he first came, Michael didn't really like him because he didn't follow Phil Jackson didn't want Michael Jordan playing the game that Jordan did and had success on and taught him the triangle offense. And I I just thought that Michael like adapted to that and was able to even find success with the players that they, with the players that they had to just become a powerhouse. I, I feel like, uh, like, Phil Jackson had the the largest impact on Jordan throughout his career. Yeah, if 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 it was not a person and like what what impacted most Jordan, I I would say him his opponents because you know how every time oh Barkley won MVP, I wanted to hand it to him. Oh, I was being compared to Drexler. Oh, I'll hand it to him. But yeah, I have to agree with Steven. The most important person is Phil Jackson, and it's for this reason because. With he said, without Phil, I won't play yeah. after the '98 season, and I think that's just that just goes to show how great of a coach he is. Um, I, um, the fact that that Jerry Reinsdorf he, even he also went to Phil and said, "Hey, come back." But I feel like I feel like um, with that Jordan, I with Phil Jordan was able to progress as a player. He really learned how to play team ball because that before you saw that. It was mostly just um, Jordan, Jordan scoring. It, it, the offense revolved around Jordan, but once Phil included like the whole team, it, it made the team a lot better. And Phil taught Jordan how to win, in my opinion. 
Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, for me, I think like kind of, I guess it's kind of like the obvious like answer for some people, but I really do think it's Scotty Pippen. Um, All right. Like, because before Scotty, like Mike, I think he made the playoffs a couple times, but he didn't really get anywhere. Because yeah, um, he was, he had the ball in his hands like all the time, and uh, the Pistons were just beating him up, and like or teams would just go at him and be physical, and like his teammates weren't like good enough to take the burden off him. But I think with Scotty, mm-hmm. like because I remember Scotty said in an interview once, like the reason why you can't compare um, LeBron and M- LeBron and MJ is because like Scotty filled a lot of the like the role that LeBron kind of fills for his teams, where he's like facilitating <clears> and <throat> passing and stuff like that. So. Yeah, um, like in that regard, like I think Scotty really like eased the burden off MJ to just score, like score the ball, which is what he did best. And so I think, yeah, like, yeah I think it's definitely Scotty Pippen. Um, I mean, you guys, you're, I, th- I agree with both your answers, but I think, like personally, like I think Scotty Pippen had like the biggest on court impact for him just because it made his job a lot easier. Yeah, he did a lot of the dirty work. That that yeah, yeah. really has to be pointed out. And a- MJ said it good. He's like, you can't speak my name without Scotty. Yeah, yeah, and that and- that really. And I, ahead, I remember, I remember that uh, in the documentary they said like Scottie Pippen like created the idea of a point forward, which yeah. is what like LeBron is right now, like you yeah. know, and Ben Simmons, I guess too. You know, uh, <laughs> six five, six six five, six eight guys uh, running their offense instead of you know a six one point guard. Yeah, he yeah. a big role. I think what's underrated is that Scotty also defended the other player's best player most nights too. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. so he was always. like two way. When, when he went he on a two way Drexler, when he went on Drexler, yeah, and just completely uh, shut him down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he, exactly. he, was, Scotty, he was for sure. He was one of the first two way wings. Like, like yeah, he was. Him and MJ, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I just okay. So this question is. What character was your overall like favorite? Like, who did you enjoy watching? Who was on there that you just you know was really like captivating or um, inspirational? Like, what what character was your personal favorite? Not necessarily like Jordan's. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay, I'll go first because mine is kind of controversial, but I feel like he was also an interesting character. I know the obvious answer for a lot of you guys is going to be Dennis Rodman. But I my the favorite character I saw develop and progress was Jerry Krause. Like yeah, this guy is Krause so in, he's so interesting and in how how he be, like he be, like he believed like construction of the team was more important. And honestly, he's not wrong, dude. Because with like with that Scottie Pippen contract he signed way early in his career, yep. like without that, I don't think Bulls. Could would be able to construct a good enough team if Scottie Pippen was paid at his at his value, because mm-hmm. with with that contract, like Jerry Krause pulled some insane stuff, man. Like he helped he helps around MJ with with honestly like one of the best role players in the world, Steve Kerr, John Paxson, Dennis Rodman, Charles he, like the, the list goes on. Tony Kukoc, yeah, Charles Oakley, <laughs> Tony Kukoc, um, um, what's his Horace Grant? Like, dude, the the like. There's so many good like mi- middle of the guy players that that Kraus surrounded him with, and it was it was just also shocking to see how how the players treated Jerry Kraus like in the footage like you guys would <laughs> always see him getting roasted, and he was just, he would just take it like and also like like part of me and part of everyone feels bad like hey he wouldn't be able to defend himself like he's not here with us today, rest in peace. But it, it would have been interesting if he was still alive and 
he, he would he would be part of the documentary like that that would just like overall complete his character and it it either it either like make you want to side towards his side or or not and i also thought what jerry said like since the beginning like he that's where he messed up like jerry kraus is the one who ruined it because in the beginning of the year he told phil i don't care if we're going 82 and 0 we're not going to re-sign you next season that's what that's what ruined it after the 98 season that that was that's what started the the snowball that was the 1998 season for the Chicago Bulls and eventually their last one with MJ. Yeah, so my favorite I was going to do Isaiah Thomas, but Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah, I I really liked him cuz I just liked his mindset of of like the way they played. I like re- really tough. You don't really see that in the NBA right now cuz <laughs> fouls are called so so often, but the only reason I didn't pick him was just because he wasn't he wasn't in it enough really for me to like yeah. like be my favorite character. Mine was Scotty Pippen because like you said, his his first contract it was like seven years, eighteen million dollars. Yeah, it was and, and even 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 the owner uh Reinsdorf was saying, it. like, don't sign this, you know, it's not <laughs> enough money. We know how good you are. And w- yeah. what was he like the second pick or something like that third pick yeah second second yeah out yeah. of the d2 college like they knew his potential they knew how good he was uh and they mm-hmm. still got like you said carl still got him for such a low deal but i liked him just because um he was just there to play ball yeah he he did show like uh like how upset he was a little of you know the small contract but overall like he just wanted to win and, and i really yeah. like that just because of the mindset and loyalty he had to his team. Yeah, hey, Jesus, believe it or not, I actually agree with you. I think it's, for me personally, my favorite was Jerry Krause. Yeah. Like he's super <laughs> yeah. controversial. But yeah, I think he like is. other than his like moments or his pride talk like for himself, like the whole um, Phil Jackson thing or whatever, I think yeah. like, 90% of the time he's like right on the money like with what he says. Like because yeah. like – it takes some balls to draft a D two player out of yep. you know like second <laughs> overall in the draft. Arkansas. And it takes like yeah, you know, like a, it takes even more guts to like go draft this Croatian player like Tony Kukoc out of nowhere and like just yeah. say he's like the future of the Bulls or whatever. Like he was like on the money most of the time and like his moves and, and his like salary cap management, dude. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, he I, recruited Rodman too. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. Rodman too. And, and I I agree with what he said about uh, organizations winning championships because yeah players win the games but they don't like like you said Kraus got those players that their organization got the players like the players didn't just show up the yeah, organization yeah. built that team around Michael Jordan you know like Jesus yeah. said getting player role players and and that the organization's the reason I I believe that they won you know their their six championships. Yeah. Also, like, I get why the players hated Jerry Krause because, like, at the end of the day, he's like messing with their money. And like, when you're messing, yeah. when someone's messing with your money, like, you're gonna. Hate it. But I think, like, like kind of going like a little off topic, but like with football, like people, like with the whole like Dak Prescott contract situation, like people are saying uh-huh. like, oh, like, like they shouldn't, like he wants too much money or whatever, or like they should just uh-huh. pay him. Like they're on either side. But the thing about sports with like a salary cap is like you need to manage like all those contracts. I think like Jerry Krause, like when you look at the contracts that he gave to certain players or like how he managed the cap, 
in order to keep them all under like the same team, like in the, be as stacked as they were, I think is pretty incredible. So yeah, yeah, Gary Kraus. Yeah, and honestly, he was right. Like, okay, like MJ does say like this is gonna go a little like like off topic, but MJ does say yeah, if if if, if Jerry would have been fine, if Phil would have been fine, if everyone wanted to run it back one more year. We could have. Everyone could have signed one-year deals. But he is right. That that would have cost the team a fortune. MJ was going to be a free agent. Scotty was going to be a free agent. Steve Kerr was going to be a free agent. I forgot. I think Dennis was going to be a free agent too. So that, that's already like four like top yeah, players. And, and like he said, everyone's value was astronomical at this time. Like yeah. They were going to test free agency. And they were they were going to basically get themselves into a bidding war. They're, if they would have completed it, they – they they probably would have paid a bunch in luxury tax and 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 J- and Jerry was right. I mean, yeah, you do want to see the 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 Bulls run it back and everything, but it, it was going to be hard. It would have been hard. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now you guys don't have to answer this question completely, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, if there was a character or uh, side guest in this series. Who would you choose as your least favorite, whether they were like disappointing or they made you pissed off or something? Who who would that person be if there was a person like that in the whole series? I don't, I don't think it was a person really. I, I kind of got pissed off at the pistons, like when they didn't shake <laughs> oh, hands. Like yeah. that's just that that that's just a sport thing though. Like that's not really like you you hate them, but I mean, and then again, they do have something to defend. I mean, the, the Celtics didn't shake their hands either, but, but then again, like the bulls lost to them the year before and they still went out and shook MJ. You like MJ is probably the biggest sore loser in the world. And he still went out to shake Isaiah Thomas's hand, everyone's hand. And the fact that they left before, like, that's just, that's just unheard of. I, I don't know. That's just not good sportsmanship. And yeah, yeah. I think that was my least, my least favorite like thing from the documentary. Yeah, my least favorite thing, it like Jesus, it wasn't like a person because like I, I felt like all the characters were like balanced. But um, mine was in episode five on the Dream Team when they like blew. In my opinion, they blew it out of proportion of how big a deal it was of Michael Jordan covering the Reebok logo with the American flag. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that's not because they were threatening like, <laughs> oh, you can't accept your medals if you don't wear this. And he he was with you know he had. You know his Jordan deal with, with Nike. Nike, yeah. But I mean, that's not a big deal. If he, I mean, yeah, yeah, he covered it up, but it wasn't like him like blocking it with his hand or putting like tape over it. Like he was using like an American flag to sh- still show like oh patriotics and you know. But uh, I, I don't know. I just felt like people were making a big deal of that 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 it shouldn't have been a big deal and it shouldn't really have been included in, in the documentary. Um, I think for me, like, 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 like you guys, nothing like in like particular specific to a person or anything, but I didn't like how they picked, like framed Scotty Pippen throughout the documentary. Cause yeah, they didn't yeah, look like same. super selfish and like, Oh, about um, his injury, about not yeah, his injury. And, like, yeah. I mean, the one thing where he refused to play out of a timeout, I think that, I think that's kind of inexcusable. Like, yeah, like there's nobody to excuse that, but like with the injury and his contract and everything, like I, I don't, I didn't really like how they painted scotty because i mean Same. you saw with the back injury in the finals like this guy wanted like he was there to win like you know he was all in yeah. but 
made it, they made it kind of look like he had his own agenda or whatever. So, I think I think I, I don't like how they yeah. like painted Scotty Pippen throughout the doc. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. Um, yeah. Um, so I have a question for you guys. Um, you th- what what was your favorite series to watch? Like you know how. I mean, it can be finals or a regular playoffs. What was the favorite series for you guys personally and why? <laughs> um, mine was – sorry, cop cars outside. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> they're coming for you. They found you. Yeah, yeah hot takes, that's why. Because <laughs> you didn't put Kawhi in top <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's should why. I, okay, should I just, it, it's a. It should be a no. crime. Yeah, that's a crime. Okay. Yeah. All right, go. Yeah. So, uh, my favorite series was, I I would think it was when the Bulls. I forgot what year it was. Um, were the eight seed against the uh the Celtics? The Celtics. Yeah, I don't know. I just that that showed, um, the importance of Jordan to his team. That was the one where he oh. dropped the sixty three, right? Six. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It just showed that against 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 one of the greatest like single season teams of all time. Teams ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know they. Yeah. I remember they said they had five Hall of Famers on their team, but um, yeah. That that just showed that you know that kind of defeated the the argument against Jordan of him not playing as good competition because like look at their draft class. Uh, you know, Hakeem going one, then him, and then look at the players he played against. You know, Hakeem, Isaiah Thomas, Dre- uh, Rodman, Larry Bird, Drexler, yeah, Drexler. You know, he stocked in Malone. Barkley. You know, yeah, he played good competition. Patrick Ewing, like, Patrick look at Ewing, the dream yeah. team. Look at the dream team. He put, you know, besides you know Scottie Pippen, he played against all those guys, and it just showed that yeah. you know. On a competitive scale, he's the best of all time. You know, they say, you know, Kobe is more competitive. But Kobe even said, you know, he got all his knowledge from Jordan. So, like, everything he says or does or something like that is derived from Jordan. So, it just shows that, you know, Jordan is the competitive GOAT. But uh, I I just like that series (laughs) because it showed how important he was. Okay. I think for me, it was, like, he lost the series. But the series where against Orlando after he came back from playing baseball, the, I, dude, the I think it's ridiculous. He took that like series like so far on like a baseball body <laughs> and he was balling. I was like, I was like, oh my god, that was ridiculous. Like, it, I think it's ridiculous he even won a playoff series before that. So, like, I think that whole sequence was like my favorite because it showed like, man, like I can't. That's I can't even imagine like playing baseball for two years and then just being like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just dip and just play basketball and then. <laughs> Score fifty and then want to play a series and <laughs> take Shaq yeah. and Penny to like six or whatever. So yeah, I think, I think yeah. definitely that series. And, and also that that Magic team is like legit too. It, it, yeah. Very underrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very Shaq. underrated. Shaq and Penny, <laughs> prime Shaq, like literally yeah. prime Shaq. Yeah. What was it gonna say? My favorite series, I I have to say, was the Bulls Pacers series. Oh, like that series yeah. was was crazy. Because I I agree with Reggie Miller. I thought. I thought they were the better team, but just MJ just outwitted them. He just he just outperformed them when when the when at the biggest stage, game seven, the, the Pacers were up. They were literally yeah. up. And Michael just took over. Like that's just who Mike that's that's just who Michael was. He was he's 
easily the greatest competitor we've ever seen. Yeah, like, I, ever. I remember when they were talking about uh, in episode five, uh, like a dream team practice when like Magic's team was oh, up yeah. like eight. And then he, he said something to Jordan. I forgot like the specific. Yeah. And then next thing you know, Jordan goes down and scores like 10, 11 points or whatever. And in next row, thing you know, his win. team has the lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that 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 was crazy but yeah um i don't know man that that series was just insane like it it, it you know what what made what made it stand out the most was that after reggie hit that three to take the lead i don't know if it was game three game four larry bird was still scared because he's like oh, we yeah. left time on the clock yeah. like he wasn't even happy he was like oh my <laughs> god we left. like like he he thought he thought they like that's for him, that was like, God, we botched the play because we left time on the clock. Yeah. And MJ double clutched. He and he almost, almost he was this. Yeah. yeah, that insane. Like, that's just insane. Like, I don't know. That series was just probably it's it's an underrated series. It's all time yeah. great. Like, I, I had I didn't know it existed before this documentary. Yeah. All right. So um what is something that you guys can all take away from this. Uh, what can people take away from this after watching this influential moments? Like, what, what's up? I'll, uh, I'll go yeah, you towards. Go um, I just like MJ was a global icon. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna point it out to like like overall like overarching. So like MJ was a he was a global icon, and it's just insane because everywhere you went, like there was so much media. Like that's insane in the documentary when you would see shots of MJ like walking when he would when he was in Europe it was insane like he literally globalized NBA to make it worldwide and that's mm -hmm. something that's so important because I've seen I've seen so many stats like before before MJ after MJ like how how much the NBA has risen and it just like this documentary just shows how important MJ was for the National Basketball Associ Association in general and how he he globalized the game and he was just he was just an important figure during the 90s in ge in general everywhere you, everywhere you went it, it, there was michael as yeah. something about michael yeah i i was going to say like almost exactly that but um so <laughs> I'll, I'll just change it up so i i mean you know we didn't we didn't like grow up with michael jordan you know like we didn't grow up watching him and i assume it was like an amazing thing to go watch him i remember one little part about you know the i think it was like little kids uh there's these brother and sister they're like mom mom and dad said we either can have christmas presents on their tree or go watch michael jordan and they picked michael jordan <laughs> so like but this, but you know from their point of view and people growing up watching him you only see like who he is on the court i think this you see like what type of person he was and it just showed that like he wasn't like you know, a jerk, a, a jock or anything like uh, when he was in, um, I don't know if it was college or no, it was right when he joined the NBA as a rookie. Uh, and they were having like the party, the, his team was having a party, you know, he, he was like, yeah, I don't drink. I didn't want to, I didn't want to smoke. Yeah. So I just left right away. It just showed that he, he was like a great person, genuine. He yeah. like, you know, he, he was a simple guy uh, early in his career. You know, he liked living, you know, by himself, you know, I, I just yeah. thought that we realized the like type of person and how we could like bring that over to, you know, his game, how he was almost two completely different person, people, uh, you know, off the court, he was, you know, pretty chill and on the court, you know, com most competitive player there is. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think for me, it, it like it showed that like athletes are you know human, like just like us, because like mm-hmm. kind of like what you're saying, like he's this global icon, but like and like we we always picture like oh my gosh, he has so much money and so much like fame and popularity, mm-hmm. but I don't think we consider like like the repercussions of that in the sense that like like even after his dad was like killed, the media was like saying like how it was related to his gambling or whatever, and mm-hmm. like and like it hurt like like. We think that because he's still popular and he's like he's like he's MJ like okay like who cares like who cares what they think but like it showed to the doc that it like hurt him personally like that people would say that and like to a point where like I think it said somewhere in the doc like it might have drove him to quit for a little bit so I think like yeah. it showed that like even though like they're like these icons and like maybe even like like different level of class of human being because they're like they're so athletic yeah. and they have all these abilities <laughs> like at the end of the day they're still human. And um, I think the documentary showed that, like, you know, like as as great as MJ was, like he's 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 still human. And I, I think that was I think that was the most interesting things for me to see because, like, I don't think we consider that like sometimes. Yeah, that, that that's very true. Like he he went through the passing of his father. Like that's yeah. very emotional for for a person. And the fact yeah. that he still had to like he still had to carry carry on the weight of bulls and like he yeah. just had to carry on like his 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 life as a superstar like that's that's tough yeah yeah you couldn't get out of his hotel room like he said i think all right yeah all right uh yeah and also i feel like that no continue continue no go go ahead shelly go go ahead all right um (laughs) so second to last question if there was any other player that we could do a documentary such such as the last dance or something that would compare to this where camera crews would follow mm-hmm. them around and stuff. What athlete would you choose? It could be um, any sport, right? Like it, it can be, to be any right. sport you want. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, answer this question myself <laughs> and I'm going to say, <laughs> I want right, to, right. I want to see Mike Trout on one of these. I, I <laughs> straight up. Like I know he's not on a superstar team like MJ was, but I want to see his mm-hmm. daily life. What he's going through, um, because a lot of a lot of people see him as a very like he's a very conservative guy. He's not really uh, yeah. with the media too much. He's very um, he's very humble. He's very um, he doesn't he doesn't really uh, appear much on interviews and whatnot. He's you know, and Stephen said it in a previous episode about his wife and how his wife is like a really big part of him and he he's like incomplete without her and stuff but i would i would really love to see like because a lot of people are starting to say he's he's the he's the best baseball player of the 2000s and i i would love to see what goes on behind the scenes so yeah what do you guys what do you guys think what athlete would you like to see um i i would like to see one on tom brady uh, mm. I hate the Patriots oh, as much as the next guy. Mine, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I hate I hate oh the Patriots God. as much as the next <laughs> guy, but I know for a fact that Tom Brady is a big competitor, like up there with Jordan. On like okay, in yeah. games, yeah, everyone says, Oh, he does like oh five yard, ten yard passes, you know, yeah. can't throw <laughs> oh, down. He's a field. system quarterback. I would want to see like <laughs> his, his competitive nature, but also, you know. Because Phil Jackson in the last dance documentary was a huge part. I want to see Bill Belichick's Bill, Bill yeah. part. Oh, you know, them getting people like their first pick. Their their first pick in this year's draft was this D two guy, and they're like, oh, this is another <laughs> Belichick move. 
They get no <laughs> names and turn them into superstars. Tom Brady, they get him in the sixth round. He's one of the greatest football players of all time. You know, Julia Edelman, uh, I don't know his story. You know, I, I, I think he came from a D2 college. But, you know, they work yeah. him up to – in the last uh, Super Bowl when they played the Rams, he was, yeah. you know, the biggest factor probably to them winning. And, yeah. you know, I, I would want to see that just to see – uh, how Brady grew up, you know, not being looked at that much, being drafted in the sixth round and then turned into the greatest football player of all time. I think that would be really interesting to watch. I think yeah. for me, uh, also I mean, something to add for that, like, yeah. oh, oh, no, I just wanted to say, like, there, he also played with like so many other interesting figures, like yeah. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Yeah. Forget about mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah, Gronk, and Randy yeah. Moss, Ran- Randy, Randy Moss, Randy Moss, yeah, yep. yeah. Like, like, dude, like the list is insane. But yep. yeah, that, that's all I wanted to say. Like that, that documentary would be, <laughs> be epic. And it, it also because, like, because football, like football behind the scenes is 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 funner in my opinion. Like, yeah. it's just really cool. Word. Like, I know funner is not a word. My bad. My bad. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but like, like I don't know if you guys have seen Hard Knocks, but that that's pretty interesting. Like, Hard Knocks fun. With yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah, go go ahead, Daniel. My bad. Yeah, sorry. Um, like you're like. Hearing your choices always, always, almost made me want to switch to like this, like huge icon, like I don't know, like Kobe or something. But honestly, honestly, what I want to see is a doc on Antonio Brown. Like I oh want to see God. like what goes on, like behind the scenes. He, in like, his head. yeah, is he still like talent wise one of the best no, wide he, receivers? Talent wise, I think no one has more yards and receptions than him in the past like eight years. Like he's yeah. top, like he's yeah. better than Julio in those numbers, but. Yeah. Like he's ruining, I don't like he's ruined his career basically. And I want to see like, like what makes him t- like I, I really don't understand like what he does half the time. I want to see a doc. I'm like, what makes him tick? Like I yeah, I don't like, get like yeah, I don't get him. <laughs> well, what makes him do those decisions? Like I don't know, man. He's he's yeah. such a character. Sure, like you, like you, sh- you see the reports and you're just like, this is just crazy or whatever. But <laughs> I'm sure like he has his own perspective too. And I'm like, dude, I really want to see like. Like his perspective on things and like like whether he's like being pictured in the wrong way or whatever. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's possible because some of the things he's done is pretty excusable. But um, yeah, I want to see him talking to Antonio Brown, dude. <laughs> That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah, so, okay, so, I, so, I, you everyone. Have... Yeah, um, it's not really someone. It's more like surrounding towards a team. I gotta uh-huh. say, my documentary is like. Um, I saw about it. Uh, the '90s Yankees, like Jeter, yeah. Rivera, oh, yeah. P- Posada, and Pettit, the core four, like a documentary mm-hmm. on them. Like it, it's just crazy how much they went through in the '90s. In the '90s, they were literally on top of the world. The late '90s, they went two consecutive World Series without. I think, I think they they swept the they Padres. Lost, I think like two games. I think. Yeah, two games and like three World Series. Yeah, like like yeah. three consecutive. Like they're on top of the world. And then all that happened two thousand not two thousand eleven World Series. Yeah. Not, oh, yeah. Everyone was rooting for them and then there's a walk-off. And, and they lost like it was on a very, walk-off. It was very different because a lot of people like kind of hate the Yankees because of their yeah. they're they're notorious for winning everything. They have twenty seven yeah. rings. But <laughs> yeah. this was the one World Series, you know, after nine eleven. Everyone wanted the Diamondback everyone wanted the Yankees to win. But then yeah. Out of nowhere, this new expansion team, the Diamondbacks, comes and beats them in a walk-off in Game 7, which is just it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like they could also 
kind of make it kind of like the last dance because after 2000, they lose in 2001. They get knocked out in the first round against the Angels in 2002, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> in two th- 2003, they lose to the Marlins, and they keep losing until 2009, which is the- their last dance, basically. Like, this is the last mm-hmm. shot we got to win a championship. I feel like that would be a great, a great way for MLB to promote Major League Baseball, mm-hmm. and I feel like that mm-hmm. that documentary would re- would really like would really be good for baseball. Yeah, I think also a team one could be the Warriors from 2015 yeah. to or even before, like how you know how they transitioned from 2013-14 up yeah, to like- you know being gods of basketball. <laughs> you know them in the yeah. Cavs. You know, yeah. yeah. I think another one would be. Clippers from 2012 to like 2016. Oh my God. Love City. That's when I started liking them. But they collapsed every Mm -hmm. year. I want to see like the psychological. (laughs) Yeah, no, dude, that'd be, that'd be so, imagine, imagine Blake Griffin trying to give an interview for that dude. He's stuck in Detroit. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure he would not want to make it like Chris CP3. Like they broke up bad. Like people don't think about it, but like yeah. their careers derailed after. Like not derailed, yeah. but like it it really. I don't changed know. Them. Chris Paul is pretty still yeah. like, legit. Right Stellar, now. yeah. Man, Chris Paul almost won a ring. After yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. Almost, almost. He needs I, a ring. I hate yeah. to bring another another player into this, but uh, kind of going back to what Daniel said about uh, Antonio Brown and how he was like um, very controversial figure. I'd like to see Barry Bonds. Everyone, everyone said he was the best baseball player of all time. Yeah. So I, you know, <laughs> going, um, going through yeah. the steroids, the PEDs, I'd love to see them uh, document that and, you know, see what he had to say about it, his how, opinion how he, on it. Because I know – I was going to say just kind of like Lance Armstrong is doing yeah. right now, like oh, so, yeah. something towards the long oh, lines yeah. of that. Yeah, because I know when uh, – not all, but – I would say majority of athletes uh, that get caught up in steroids, I would think that they don't take it on their own. It's just, I think they're trainers. I think the trainers always play a big part of it in it. Cause I know that's, that occurred with, uh, it was either Barry Bonds or Alex Rodriguez. Like the trainer gave it to them first yeah. and then they just get hooked on it. And I don't know. Cause I know not just uh, Lance Armstrong, I forgot the, uh, um, it was a it was a offensive lineman who who was picked second overall. He was also the no fir- first overall, but he finished second in the Heisman votings in college as an offensive li- lineman. That um, he first started uh, was hooked on uh, steroids and then went to painkillers. Uh, he also played for the uh, Patriots too, but. Um, um, it, it was a really interesting one to see through his eyes that he's super regret, uh, regretful of it like uh, today uh, that, you know, uh, it was his like trainer who brought it on first to him that mm-hmm. like got it, got him hooked or something like the trainer didn't do it on purpose. He he was like recommending it. But, uh, you know, I, I always think the trainers play a big part in athletes getting caught up in steroids. Mm hmm. All right. All right. That's a good point. I agree with that. I, so, I, I got a question real quick. Just just a real right. question. If um if you guys think the Bulls if if the Bulls ran it back like the same exact team, same head coach, do you think they would have won a fourth consecutive title and why? Do you think they would have? Yeah. 
just I I think they would because just the 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 team play and competitive nature they had that without like you know Michael Jordan say he wouldn't play without Phil Jackson and I'm not saying he wouldn't be the I'm not saying that others would leave but you know the the chemistry that they had with Phil Jackson play played a big part because I remember they were like oh he brought in um native american rituals for us to do like during yeah. practice or whatever like he phil jackson really brought them together as a team but more not just a team actually but like more like a family like uh this wasn't just business this was um playing together with friends and that just made their 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 skills like increase just you know playing around the same people so i think they would I actually think they would have lost in like the finals or something. Like, yeah, uh, I think people forget how old MJ was at the time. What was he like, 34, 35? Like, yeah, really 30, yeah, old. He, yeah, he was gonna yeah. be 35. Yeah, he was, he's pretty old. I think him and Scotty were getting up there, and like, uh, I think the last the last run they had was like they looked exhausted and ga- like they barely got by the Jazz. The Jazz are hard. Yeah, and uh, they barely got by the Pacers too. Yeah, they barely. Yeah, <laughs> I I think I think. Uh, I think to Steven's point, I think maybe like Phil and MJ would have found a way. So I think it's definitely possible that they could have like ran it back. I think they would have went far, like at least like Eastern Conference Finals or like yeah. Finals. And who knows like what happens there? But I personally think they would have just like run out of gas because I mean they're not they weren't young anymore. Like they're all pretty mm-hmm. old. And, so yeah, I, I mean I could definitely see them like taking it hypothetically because like you know who knows when you have MJ. But yeah, I, I think they would have ran out of gas in my opinion. I, I'm going to agree with Daniel. I got to say that Ooh. they left at the at the right time because, I mean, I I they I think they would have made the finals because the Knicks made the finals that year as an eighth seed. The Knicks <laughs> made the finals <laughs> in 99. And they, they lost to the Spurs. I don't think they would have beat the Spurs. No way. Because yeah. um, they had they had a, a veteran, David Robinson, really, yeah, really Duncan. good, and a young Timmy D, a, a young Tim Duncan. And he was he – was, he, he even though he was young, he was still seasoned because he played four years in college. I feel like that would have been too much for the for Pippen and and Rodman to handle in in '99 because they had they had some trouble with Carl Malone and just having two bit two and two unstoppable bigs in Robinson and and Duncan. I feel like that would have been too much for for Jordan's Bulls, in my opinion. Yeah. I I see them losing in the final, but who knows? Like like Stephen said. Um, you you never know with you will never know Michael yeah. Jordan yeah, with with MJ you never know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so to conclude this amazing debate, a lot of big sports figures have came out and saying that Jordan is indeed the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> after watching this series, so to put this age old question to rest, who is the goat? I'm just gonna go out and say it, Wilt Chamberlain. Best player. <laughs> y'all, y'all give out your answers. Who do you think was the best? Okay, so when we first did our um, all-time NBA and MLB for the NBA one, it was I think it was during when Last Dance was out, but I mm-hmm. hadn't watched it at the time. But even after, and I put LeBron. Even after, I I I'll stick with my. I think LeBron's better. Just you know, there. Uh, this isn't the biggest reason, but um, one 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 thing that Jordan has over you know LeBron the six the six rings LeBron has a 
three, three or yeah, three. Um, but <laughs> the 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 comeback I have to that is well, there's a man in the NBA by the name of Patrick McCaw, and his first year in the, <laughs> his first three years in the NBA, his first two years were with the Warriors. Three P baby. Three he, he he won a three P uh, with the Warriors, and then two with the Warriors, and then one with Toronto. So like titles isn't the only thing you can compare. However, I don't think you could compare stats because uh, even right now. Um, Jordan has like almost 200 less games played than LeBron. So like you can't just compare stats because LeBron has, you know, uh, more games played, more experience. I think just it didn't expose anything horrible for Jordan besides maybe, you know, his conflict gambling. with Isaiah Thomas and gambling. But uh, I don't know. I, I just put LeBron over because nothing in Last Dance made me think Jordan's a better player. Except maybe competitive scale, yeah. Jordan's higher than LeBron. Yeah. I'll give him that. Because, you know, I've been saying, like, oh, LeBron carrying uh, no Kyrie, no Kevin Love Cavaliers team to the finals. Jordan carried a team that was 30 and 52, and he almost beat the, the Celtics. Like, yeah. I mean, a, a really good Celtics team. Like we said, one of the best teams of all time. You know, five Hall of Famers. I just think Jordan... I, I I still think LeBron has an edge over Jordan. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um I'll I'll go next. I'm gonna say I, I feel like this documentary really helped MJ personally because it's from him. But I, I personally it's opinion based. My I think the goat is LeBron because LeBron is um my favorite player. But um this really helps Michael because um, I feel like I feel like Michael. It, it gives a lot of admiration for like us younger fans who didn't really watch him. Um, it really shows like his competitive. Yeah, his his competitiveness. I nothing can beat that. Like LeBron isn't even that. It, I'll admit it. Like LeBron isn't isn't as com- as crazy competitive as MJ was. But I still think LeBron cause, just because he's so valuable to a team. It, it's insane how much he's basically Jordan, but he has to do, he had to do the dirty work that Pippen did. And he just like the value he has for a team. He leaves the Cavs. Cavs are a lottery team, 20 wins, 21 Jordan left for a year and a half. The bulls lost like two less games. Like it, like Jordan was replaceable, but at, at like LeBron can never be replaceable. Yeah. I mean, Jordan played with two hall of famers for, you know, five, Five years, because I don't know how long he played with Rodman. Uh, yeah, LeBron, was... the only – we he, Anthony Davis might be a Hall of Famer when he retires. I think he will. But, you know, this is only one year he's played with Anthony Davis. The only other possible Hall of Famer he's played with for, like, a good amount of time is Dwayne Wade. And he played with them for, you know, three, four years with the Heat. Yeah, but, you know – Four years. Like, yeah, four years. LeBron, like you said, I, I agree. Like, way too – way more valuable to the teams he plays on than Jordan. Yeah. All right. For me, I think there's no <laughs> debate on who the GOAT is. <laughs> I think it's MJ, like 100%. So let me just lay out my uh, my claim here. Um, you we, we measure who the greatest player of all time is, I think, by how much they impact the result of the game, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, people argue that like LeBron has this huge impact um, on the game because he does so many things, but... 
For me, the objective of the game of basketball is to score more points than your opponent, right? And MJ was yeah. so dominant at that that he literally <laughs> did not lose in the finals. 6-0. and Like, never. He's, he's never even seen a game seven. Like, he just went six straight, game seven, finals of MVP all six times. Like, I don't think a yeah. player has ever had more influence over the outcome of a game than Michael Jordan. And this was in an era where they did not shoot threes. So this man was hitting 50, 40 points, shooting yeah. twos and free throws. Like, like, like that's that's just insane to me. And I think this notion that like MJ played with like these great Hall of Fame players in his career, like compared to LeBron, MJ has okay. MJ three-peated with only Scottie Pippen. Like his only teammate was Scottie Pippen, and the man three-peated. Then he played baseball for two years, came back, and then he had Dennis Rodman and Scottie for the second round. But I think by that time the league has, had progressed so much, where each team had one to two like superstars on their team, like Karl Malone and John Stockton, or like, I mean, he played them twice. And then Reggie Miller had you know like his, his squad, Jalen Rose squad, yeah, yeah. And so I think, and like LeBron is one is the person who pioneered the player movement or like players yeah, have power because with this whole big three in Miami thing, like people are asleep on Chris Bosh, bro. Chris Bosh was a ball. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. I agree. Chris Bosh was a ball. Also he had Ray Allen on that team. Like, like he had some ballers on those Miami heat squad <laughs> and the man, even with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade in their first year together, couldn't get past. They dirt. Couldn't it was just dirt, yeah. 38 year old Jason kid. And Jason Terry and 37-year-old that's, Sean Marion. Like, like, come on. That's the like, biggest, that's the biggest head scratcher I have. Like, I yeah. do not I mean, understand I just think how, I, how LeBron scored eight points, eight points in yeah, a finals game. game. I just think I, I think that in the case of that, it came down to like that uh like we have said before for the nationals, like they were hot at the right time. I think the Mavs were just hot at the right time and you know they caught the heat uh, sleeping in that. I don't know. But well, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, 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 I mean, they, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Jesus. Yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, oh no, nah, I feel like just Dirk took it to a personal level after the Heat <laughs> were up two to one, and they yeah. start Le- LeBron and Wade start making fun of Dirk, and, and yeah, Dirk yeah. just shuts them up. I, I like. I, I, I even though I'm a LeBron fan, I'm not mad that he lost. Like you, yeah. you don't make fun of another player like that's just petty and that's just rude and disrespectful so yeah like for me when, we, when we're talking about the goat of basketball like lebron is obviously up there and i think he's number two but like things like those dallas series and like just like the fact that he lost six finals like period i think like those kind of like like because we're like basically dealing with like minuscule levels of like comparing these two players like i think you i think those take into account like those things plus like MJ in the East, like he didn't walk through like the way LeBron did to nine finals. Yeah, like, the East just... was, like, come on, bro. He was playing Demar Derozan and Kyle Lowry in these. Like, come on, bro. Like, he's like, he's just through. Like, yeah, but, but but then on the other hand, like the teams besides maybe the Mavs, the teams he faced in those finals, in the is, finals were the, insane. Like, yeah. okay, Spurs I mean, first fight. you have you have the Spurs who had a young Kawhi Leonard, and then you also had Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. Ginobili. That I mean, I don't like the Spurs because I'm gonna use the same logic I use for the 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 Cardinals. I use their both teams are boring. boring. I don't know because the Spurs just play old fashioned basketball. They <laughs> they always make the extra pass. And Greg Popovich, you know, just he's like a Bill Belichick or whatever. You know, yeah. any team he has, he he 
they win with They'll those work teams. with it. Yeah. And then you have the Golden State Warriors. And you know, there's not much explanation there. The in <laughs> yeah, 2015. That's just unfair, dude. Like, no, you 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 can't you can't you're not allowed to have a team like that. You shouldn't. You shouldn't yeah. have a team, you know, with Curry. <laughs> Those those two losses, like they don't, I don't, I don't really count them. Like, dude, like that's okay. Just and unfair. one of them, one of the losses to Golden State, LeBron, like I said, didn't have Kyrie or Kevin Love. Like, yeah, he, he, had he had Teladadova. Like, you know, they got, they should have got swept. Like, they, yeah. you know, like there's no, you can't get mad at them for getting swept in the in the finals. They I mean, had no yeah, business I mean, I, in being in the play yeah, in the yeah, yeah. in the finals. I definitely agree with that, but at the same time, like. Bro, MJ played against some dogs in the, yeah. in the finals too. Like, I think most of his series, the team he played were the higher seed. Like, all they always had home court, like the other side. And yeah. like, MJ played against some crazy. Comp- I mean, okay, LeBron, the, those Golden State Warrior teams with Kevin Durant were just like, you know, like, just like, there's no way, like, <laughs> there's no like, debate. Like, there's that's no debate about like whether he would win or lose. But at the same time, like LeBron's three rings came against like a baby OKC team. Like they were babies. Yeah, like Dave yeah. Harden was like 21, Kevin Durant was like 22. Like. Like it came that against was that easy. team. That was um, the Spurs, like definitely, and then the three-one Warriors. But like, even if you like count, like all, like you count it all up, and like the series they should have won. Like, mm-hmm. like I think, like I think LeBron, he's number two because of like small blemishes in his resume, such as um, like the Mavericks series. And okay, and I also I think like for me, what kind of sealed it was last year actually with LeBron. I thought if LeBron carried that Lakers team to like really find the, the playoffs, playoffs. Like, okay, like, uh, they but, they had too many injuries though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were saying like, "Oh, LeBron was injured. LeBron was injured." But actually, when LeBron came back, they were ninth in the West. Like they were. Yeah, no, they they did have a chance. They yeah, just they imploded. But that yeah, that's because of the GM. He 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 yeah. messed with their minds. Like, dude, like yeah. you you can't involve you can't involve your players with like trade rumors. That that yeah, just like completely destroy the team that and that's yeah. his fault too like that can be a fault okay. for his resume also i mean i know they're two different uh years and like 20 years of 25 years apart the lakers last year had a 35 47 record jordan once made the playoffs i know he was an eight seed the one against the celtics they <laughs> oh, were 30 and 52 yeah. <laughs> like okay and also back to the you know uh the 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 2016 season when lebron beat the warriors down 3-1 he didn't just beat any Warriors team. He beat, he beat a, a Warriors team that went 73-9. and nine. Like, they only lost two games at, at home court, and LeBron beat them in Game 7 on their home court. I mean, the Spurs, I'm actually looking at the stats. The Spurs had a better home record. They were 41-1 yeah, at home. Like, yeah. okay, that's, I, I, didn't, I don't remember that. But, like, 39-2 and two at your home court, and it's a playoffs Game 7 with, uh, record-wise, the greatest – team yeah. of all time single season team and lebron beats him like yeah that, that, i don't know coming back no, down yeah, from 3-1 yeah. bringing back bringing a Cavs team without Kyrie and Kevin Love those two reasons are like my top for why lebron's better than jordan yeah and then dude okay i i know this is overplayed and over overheard but that block. that block <laughs> on Iguodala like dude yeah. Clutch. That is that is the that is the single like but most Jordan, clutch greatest play I've ever seen. I don't know. Like, Jordan's had some clutch plays. Like I, I yeah. know before we started, we were talking, and you know I, I didn't know it, but from the documentary, you know he made the game winning shot in the national championship in college as a freshman. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. You know I know about 
you know, the, the game-winning shot, I forgot who. Against Utah. Utah, yeah. The game-winning shot he has there. You know, Jordan's had some clutch plays, but I, I just, when it boils down to it, LeBron, uh, you know, impacted his team more and uh, could carry a team, I think, better than Jordan. Um, like, on the, on that point, I think, like, a, a point that people, that kind of gets lost is, like, the Chicago Bulls before Jordan were yes, losing true. to the White Sox and the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, the they, they were a <laughs> laughing stock. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they were such an irrelevant team. And then Jordan comes there and, like, all of a sudden, like, like he single-handedly turned that entire franchise to what it is. Actually, it's kind of sorry today, but like yeah. it turned like it turned to like what a like glory the dynasty franchise. They had. Yeah, and like as great as LeBron is, and mm-hmm. the reason he, I have him number two, but the great uh, as great as he is, I don't think he dominated his era as much as Jordan did. Like, like every year that Jordan really played and had like yeah. a solid team, like true. he never did not win the chip. Like he always. Won the chip to a point where, like, Charles MVPs, Barkley, yeah, yeah M- MVPs, dude. The man won MVP, DPOY, All Star MVP, <laughs> and Dunk Champion in one year. Like, come on, like, and <laughs> that's everything. And, that's everything, yeah. And then, like, to a point where, like, Charles Barkley was on camera admitting, like, bro, I have no problems with losing to MJ. Like, that takes like a certain level of just yeah, dominance for your, yeah, to, so- for your opponent to admit that. So, I don't think LeBron dominated the game as well as MJ did. Yeah, so I was looking up and. The year before, the Cavs' year before they drafted LeBron, they were dead last in the Eastern Conference yeah. at 17 and 65. And then the LeBron's first year, they were the ninth seed. You know, they mm. went 35 and 47, and, you know, it's still a losing record. But he he did make a, a tremendous impact and brought them, you know, to the playoffs a couple of times before leaving, but then came back and won their first championship. I, I always yeah. thought that was great that, you know, he's he from – uh, Cleveland. you know, yeah, he's from Ohio and Cleveland, you know, brought the Cavs their first title. And even for the city of Cleveland, you know, the Browns, yeah. trash, the, the, the Indians, Indians, they made the, they made the world series the year they want the Cavs won the finals, but the Indians haven't won a world series since like 1947 or something like that. Yeah. He yeah. gave that city like hope. A win. Something like yeah. That. yeah. They needed that win. I, I just thought it was great, especially beating the greatest singles team and of coming all time. back down, coming yeah. back down. Remember, just, remember when Rajay Davis hit the home run in the oh. eighth uh, inning and LeBron's right. sitting there like, yeah, yeah. yeah. that was dope. Yeah. That was dope. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think like, like Steven makes a great argument, I think. And, and Jesus for like, um, like, like for LeBron. But I think at the end of the day, like when we're like, cause basketball has had so many great players. So I think when we're comparing these players, like we're comparing like, like minuscule different impacts. And yeah. And LeBron has blemishes on his resume, like those Maverick series. And um, like even I think, yeah, like, like the Mavs series and even like being like unable to capitalize on a ring for so long. Like he's had some squads too, before the heat with the Cavs, like he had Shaq on his team at one point, like he's had some pretty good players and like being, I think like just, he was never really close to a ring at one point. So um, I think, Really small stuff like that are like blemishes on his resume when it comes to like against MJ because bro, MJ just dominated his field, yeah, um, but for like an entire decade. So, the one yeah. thing we do have to remember without Pippen, Jordan could not get past the first round. That's that's also well, that's also a blemish on, on MJ's resume. Uh, I agree, okay, but, but, but I mean, without without Pippen, even with Jordan, the bull that Bulls team isn't amazing, bro. So, yeah, yeah, I'll give him. 
Like people kind of, I think people say that a lot, but like without Pippen, bro, his next best player was like what Horace Grant, Charles Oakley. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> I mean, True. yeah, but that's that's fair. I think I think it's fair. But he played the Pistons a lot, and they were good. Um, he didn't like he was carrying the load, and he took like Steven said earlier, like he he took that Celtics team and like dominated them by himself. So, um, True. yeah, I I think when it comes to like the resident MJ, like no one's dominated the sport or had a greater influence on the outcome of the game as he did. So. For me, he's he's the goat, and LeBron's LeBron's too. But yeah, I think it's MJ. All right, all right. So that will conclude our discussion on the last dance. Now it's time for some hot takes. All right, all right. Now your hot takes could be any. It could be anything. It could be something about the last dance. It could be something else. Uh, you guys want to start? Yeah, I've got uh, I've got mine. I'll go but, first. All right. So mine's gonna be baseball, and I oh. I would hate for this. <laughs> To be wrong, I really hope. But for me, I don't see baseball returning this year. Oh. Even for a small season. No, uh, no way. With, I know no way. it's a bad thing for like players like Blake Snell to be complaining. But if you have that with people, you know, who Blake Snell, like besides him and Austin Meadows, like the face of the, the Rays, if you have people that important to a team saying they won't play, I don't. I don't see the. I think they'll just that baseball's been canceled for a year before you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, during World World War II, uh, they also had it during the strike. They stopped the season early. You know, there was no mm-hmm. World Series. I I think they're just gonna pull the plug on it. And you know, we even had our even our, you know, we had the episode on you know different proposals. But you know, since then, I don't know. I I think. The virus, the pandemic, it's it's gonna get worse before it, it starts to get better. I don't. All know. right, my my hot take. It, it's also kind of baseball related. Mine's gonna be in this next these next couple days. I feel like may, minimum like ten of ten top like top players who are paid are gonna say like if this they're gonna publicly come out and say like five or like five of them. They're gonna say like if this is your proposal, we're not gonna take it. Like this yeah. is a risk. We're putting we're putting our bodies at risk to catch this virus, and you're only gonna pay us what? If if we're if we're supposed to make thirty five million, you're only gonna you're only gonna get eight million. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce Harper would yeah. go from twenty seven to like six. Yeah, yeah we we deserve to get fifty percent because we're gonna play fifty percent of the games. Do you not like what is going through your guys' minds? So I feel like a couple players are gonna come out and say like, if you guys, if you guys, if you guys think this is your final plan, like we're not gonna do it. Yeah. Also, Easily. Scott Boris came out today and said like, like the players have power. Like not something like along the lines of like the players don't need to play like for the owners because at, at the end of the day, they're the one who's, who's playing the game. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think when like an yeah. agent who has that much influence is like telling his players and like not to play then. Yeah. Looking rough. And he's right. No, he's right. Yeah, he's like, right. Yeah. Okay. He, even, even if it's not 50%, like you can guarantee like over time you'll pay for them, but at least you have to pay them for every yeah. game they play. And um, so I'm looking like, cause I, I know, um, you know, MLB has like their own players association. So does, you know, NBA, Chris Paul being the president, the the director, executive director of the players association it's for MLB. It's a guy named Tony, Tony Clark. Clark, yeah. Who's not even a current player. Like yeah. you have he, to have current players, uh, players to be able yeah. to, to decide this. Chris Paul, he's played for a long time. He's, you know, he knows. You don't have, you don't have to be 
a, an amazing player. You don't have yeah, to have certain yeah. accolades to be the president. You just have to know what's best for your players. This guy, yes, he was a former player, but you, ha- I think you have to be a current player to, to be able to decide what's best for for the entire league. Mm, yeah. yeah, someone like CC Sabathia, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he 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 just retired though, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, but he I mean, I I still I, he's, I, he's definitely a leader. Yeah, like, he has it in him. He could totally I, do that. All right, Shelly. <laughs> you're, you're all right. You want me to go? All right. We pride ourselves on uh, all sports. Oh god, all sports. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about esports. Oh, okay. that's right. Oh, yeah. So for those who don't watch it, basically everyone, um, <laughs> we have last uh, in the spring season. Cloud Nine was by far the best team. They went. 26 and two throughout the entire season. They were 17 and one in the regular season, nine, nine and one in the playoffs. So they obviously swept. So basically what you're, what you're having in the summer season is the fight for second place, right? So this uh, coming up split, I think that Dignitas is going to take second place because they recently signed uh, the TSM jungler Dardock and they recently got, Viper from FlyQuest. And you know, miracle runs are possible in all types of sports. So what I think games do they play, Shelly? Is this just... Is this, this, this is League of Legends. League of Legends. Okay. Dude, me <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a very hot take. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but sure. If you yeah. say so. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's up, Daniel? What's your... Uh, um, the, my hot take is... I don't think the Cowboys get a deal done with Dak Prescott. Ooh, you don't? Ooh, I don't damn. think it gets done. I, I really Andy don't. Andy Dalton um, about to be the face of the Cowboys. I Because <laughs> Stephen Jones recently came out and said, like, teams don't win if they don't pay their top quarterback. Okay, either either they don't get the deal done or, like, some sort. there's going to be some sort of, like, like, like if they get the deal done, like, the relationship isn't going to be as good as it once was between Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. Yeah. Because – Bro, Stephen Jones came out and was like, you don't like teams don't win Super Bowls if they pay their quarterback like top notch money. And I'm like, dude, ain't nobody trying to hear that, bro. Like pay time. Yeah. Like, yeah. but like if you're Dak and like like you've you've done what you've done in your in the league till now, like he's made the playoffs twice, um, rookie of the year, two time pro bowler, like et cetera, like like you deserve to get paid compared to like I mean Carson Wentz and Jared Goff both got paid. Yeah. And I mean, Carson Wentz is talented, but that, the man's never played in a playoff game. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jared Goff, Jared Goff's like okay. I think I think he's just okay. And they both yeah. got like thirty-three plus million dollars. And I think if I think like the fact that this contract is taking so long mm-hmm. is either going to cause like pretty significant damage between the two sides, or it's just not going to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I I don't know. I'm getting nervous. And plus, I mean, I, have, I, at least the Cowboys have Andy Dalton as a backup. Who, yeah, who we said yeah. on this. We we believe yeah. that he's a he's he's still a good quarterback. He's just been yeah. on bad teams. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't like. Maybe it does does get done. So maybe yeah, I phrased it wrong. Like, maybe it could get done, but I think like regardless of how the deal gets done or like, whether or not it gets done, like they're gonna have some like serious repercussions on either side. So yeah. Daniel, so so you think Dak is worth the money? Ooh, good question. I think Dak is one hundred percent worth worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> For you think he's worth forty five a year? No, okay, 45. Okay, I think some reports like what he like, won. I think he's worth 30. I think, I think he's, he's worth 30, 30 to 30 to five. Yeah. 35 so, max. Um, I like from what I've seen, the reports is that Dak wants like the biggest thing between them is that Dak wants a four year deal, 
mm-hmm. but the Cowboys want to give him a five-year deal. And um, and Dak saying like, if you if you want to give me a five, I want forty-five million in my fifth year. Yeah, which I think makes sense because I think by the time yeah. five years from now, the market reset is going to be popping on like forty-five million anyways. So yeah, that's true. I think it kind of makes sense, like what he's demanding. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's worth more than $35 million. Though. I think like yeah. 30 to 35 is like perfect yeah. for Dak Prescott. So. Cause yeah. I think something that's under underappreciated for him is dude, he has to take, he has to take the pressure of playing quarterback for America's team. Like that, <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah. that's suit. And yeah. like the way he handles it, like, and he carries himself, like he's a leader. He's a, I'll give him that. Like, yeah. and, and the Cowboys definitely, I mean, I'm pretty sure I said, that uh they weren't making the playoffs that was one of my past hot takes. oh yeah that, but yeah. i think they definitely have the talent to make it i just i think like daniel said the money thing will become an issue with like the relationships yeah. between the players you know look at ezekiel elliott he's a super good running back you know he might you know be mad about you know Dak prescott not taking a, the 30 35 million dollar one yeah Bro, I, I think it's ridiculous that the cowboys have paid everyone but Dak prescott like they even paid andy dalton like come, <laughs> like, like, come on dude. they're just dude they're messing with Dak, bro it's all jerry jones everyone they even extended uh what's jalen smith <laughs> that dude isn't even a free agent until like 2022 23 like i don't, yeah, I don't know why i feel yeah. i feel like the the bad thing for the cowboys man is just i think it's just jerry jones man i feel like he's just too involved like dude, it's, at, it's yeah. at one point to just like let the players do their thing yeah, like J- I, I jerry Krause also got to it at a point but like he also just let the players do their thing he just yeah. he just he just got a little like he would just talk about things you shouldn't talk about when he was by himself but I don't know. I feel like I feel like what's holding the Cowboys back a little is I don't. It's just that little like weird vibe that the owner gives with them. Yeah, and I think like from the Cowboys' perspective, like if you've drawn it out for this long regarding Dak's contract, uh-huh. and you're just gonna cave in anyways, like like the whole thing was just pointless. Like you're not like to the money. So I True. think I think the Cowboys have like a little too much pride when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the deal is either gonna get done in like a way where like neither side is truly happy, or um, it's just, it's just not going to get done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All, All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening or watching uh, episode number six of the Dubs podcast. Uh, yes, comment below what your favorite part of the last dance was. Uh, comment your hot takes. Hot Take takes. them, Dubs. Thank you very much, Daniel, for being on the podcast. It was an honor. And thank you, Daniel. Thank you very much. Thank and you. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. Bye. Ah.